1: The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. talk with dr david anderson seasoned expert on race religion, relationships dr anderson wants to talk to you phone lines are open now 888-432-7434 and now please welcome dr david anderson your bridge building voice in the nation's capital
2: Good afternoon friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, uh, watching me on Facebook live at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, Second in the entire country, WAVA, 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland, parts of uh, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania as well. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me for the first hour of Rush Hour. And of course, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays. Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and Open Phone and Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. Now today is Tough Topic Tuesday, and boy, we've got a tough topic for you. Today and tomorrow, we are talking about the very difficult topic of suicide. In fact, we want to try to help you build a bridge from despair to hope, tackling the tough topic of suicide, And I've got a very special guest with me who I'm going to introduce to you in just a moment. But first, let me uh, give you the phone number, open in a word of prayer, and then we'll get started. But take a deep breath. Get yourself ready. Um, because maybe you've dealt with suicidal thoughts yourself. Maybe you've dealt with the loss of someone in your life. Maybe you're struggling uh, because there's somebody who you're talking to right now, and you're not quite sure how to help them. Well, guess what? We're going to help you, and we're going to help you help them. So let's bow for a word of prayer. Let me open the phone lines. My number is 888-432-7434, 888 433 Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for an opportunity to have uh, a platform where we can talk about the very, very difficult topics. And that's why on this Tough Topic Tuesday and on this Wisdom Wednesday, we're going to address suicide. Give us hope out of despair and give us wisdom where we need it most. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 888-432-7434. If you're trying to memorize the number, just remember the word bridge, 888 eight four. Bridge. If you want to get a hold of me outside of uh, the radio show, you can always go to andersonspeaks.com or go to embracegracism.com if you want to learn more about what it means to be a gracist, someone who's not on the side of racism, but on the side of a positive solution called gracism. My number once again, 888 eight four. Bridge. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you see next to me uh, a very kind woman. She is Teresa Lamott. Dr. Tali- Teresa Lamott has a master's in organizational behavior from Towson University. She has a doctorate in health sciences from the University of Arizona. Currently serves as the Associate Professor of Wellness and Program Director of Applied Exercise Sciences at the Community College of Baltimore County. Also, a police when it, instructor when it comes to physical training, nutrition for the Maryland Police Commission. But what has her here today is she lost her 18-year-old daughter to suicide, Taylor, and uh, she supports mental illness rights, which includes fair treatment, awareness, prevention, and most of her work is done through the American Foundation of Su- of Suicide Prevention. She even created a video that's now used throughout the entire Howard County public school system called Don't Do Nothing. Dr. Lamont, welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you. very much. So glad that you are here, and I'm so sorry, of course, that you have had to have the experience of losing uh, your daughter. Um, of course, I have an 18-year-old daughter, and I'm sure other people have young kids who are teenagers or are young adults. Uh, This is a topic that has become even more popularized because of the recent deaths of some very well-known people like Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. Those aren't people you knew, though. You knew your daughter. And when this happened, I'm sure it rocked your world. Tell us about what happened.
3: It was, um, okay, so let me tell you about Taylor. Taylor was one of those easy kids. Mm -hmm. So I have two children, Both beautiful, wonderful daughters, and Taylor was the easy, compliant one, Mm. and then my other daughter's full of life and energy, and I wouldn't trade either one of them, but Taylor always kind of was just the easy, peaceful person. She's a big advocate for the underdog, Mm. and in her senior year of high school, um, she she had a little bout of anxiety in January, Mm -hmm. and... uh, tried to get her professional help, but she had already turned 18, so I was blocked by the healthcare system. Uh-huh. Then, in finally, in March, I finally talked her into uh, have getting in a session with Shepard Pratt,
2: mm-hmm. but they
3: couldn't see her till July, and she never survived to that appointment date.
2: What's Shepard Pratt?
3: Shepard Pratt is a mental health hospital. They okay. have extension sites throughout the central Maryland area. Okay. She had an appointment for the one in Howard County, and that appointment was set for July. Mm-hmm. Just before she was supposed to go off to college.
4: Mm. On the
3: day that Taylor died, Taylor had been kind of anxious, maybe a little angry, but we kind of put it down into uh, she was going to college and things were going to change. So I kind of expected some angst mm-hmm. there.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Two or three weeks before she died, everything changed. All of a sudden, she was back to being the sweet, normal person that we were used to having around. Mm-hmm. On the day that she died, uh, that morning before I went to work, she allowed me to make a $20,000 payment to her college. She was going to an engineering program in upstate New York, Mm. Rensselaer Polytech. It's brilliant. Mm. 4.6 weighted GPA in Howard County School System. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. So a very smart student.
3: Very smart, very talented um, musician. Mm. And I went to work, and evidently there had been some conflict going on with her friends. Uh, Her friends decided to call her out on that behavior that day, Hmm. and I suggested that she get in touch with them and make things right. And when I left for work, evidently she left right behind me,
4: Mm.
3: and she was crying, and my younger daughter said to her, where are you going? And she said, I got to go make some things right. Hmm. So I went to work at Baltimore County Police, and as I left work, I texted Both my girls, I said, hey, I'm on my way home. We are supposed to be going to a movie together that afternoon. And when I got home, she wasn't home. And I was Mm. kind of angry because Mm. she had never stood me up before. And so my younger daughter and I went to the movie. And when we came out of the movies, our phones had just blown up. Mm. And her friends were looking for her and her friends' parents were looking for me. And by that time, it was too late. She was already at the Baltimore City Morgue.
2: Wow. Well, when we come back, we're going to press in a little bit more to your story because I want to – Learn more about what your emotions were when you heard about it, what you did the uh, hours and the days after, and uh, maybe what other people are going through. It's 888-43-BRIDGE. You are tuned in to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
0: Multicultural Ministry Handbook. What is Multicultural Ministry? How does it affect me? Why is it important? If you want to know the answers to these and many other questions, then the Multicultural Ministry Handbook is a must-read. This story was modeled on the pioneering planting of Bridgeway Community Church, where founding pastor Dr. David Anderson had the vision for a dynamic, diverse, grace-filled place. Authored by a group of folks who've been doing ministry together for many years, this book is a testimony of personal journeys and practical ideas for any church with the desire to do life as God would have us do it. The Multicultural Ministry Handbook, published by InterVarsity Press, can be purchased at your local bookstore, Amazon.com, or AndersonSpeaks.com.
2: Hey friends, Dr. Anderson here. Have you ever seen somebody's car and it looks like they live in it? I mean, they've got trash, they've got cups, they've got dust all over the place. Yuck! Well, maybe you want to give them a gift of a detail. That's right. Cleaning the car with details in action. That's the name of the company I use. They came to my office, they popped up a garage, uh, a little portable garage, they cleaned everything out, they shampooed my rugs, they even q-tipped my vents. Give them a call today if you want to give somebody a gift. Or if you want to even get your own car cleaned, it's detailers in action. Here's their number. It's 443-864-1222. Again, that's 443-864-1222. It's detailers in action. They even power wash houses and decks as well. I hope you give them a call. Again, the number is 443-864-1222. And tell them Dr. Anderson sent you.
5: To join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
2: And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. And Dr. Teresa Lamott is with me today. She uh, is... You know, a learned woman who's been uh, teaching and studying, and she's been helping our police system, and she's been doing videos for our school systems, but, you know, she lost her daughter uh, to suicide when she was 18 years old. Uh, how long ago was that, uh, Dr. Lamont?
3: Three years in on July 2nd.
2: July 2nd. you said before the break that she had an appointment for a doctor to kind of help her, uh, but... Three weeks prior she she died
3: she died. They could not give her an appointment for six months
2: mm. and she told you that morning when you guys were breaking away that she, she or told her sister she was going to make things right with some girls who had uh, evidently she had some conflict with yeah some friends and do you feel like she uh, t- talked to those friends before she uh, took her life, or do you feel like uh, she never talked to them and she just wanted to get right, meaning i 'm going to leave?
3: I had told her before I left that day that she needed to make things right with her friends, girls mm-hmm. and guys, yeah. because some of her behaviors had been really unusual, mm-hmm. and they were, they were not tolerant of her behaviors.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, before she died, she actually reached out to two people and sent them weird messages, but there was one person that she told exactly where she was going and what she was going to do, mm. and that person did nothing.
2: Wow. So she told somebody uh, that she was going to do this, and yes. when we say she did, they did nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't call anyone. Did not call
3: nine one one. Didn't. Ended up being the person to call nine one after he went to where she was. Uh, she had been dating this guy for just a couple of weeks, and uh, he actually went to where she said she was going to be, and she had she was already dying, and she died.
2: Mm. Wow, and you found out when you got home, because y'all were heading to the movies or something.
3: Yeah, so we went to the movies, and when we came out of the movies, our phones were filled, and the friends were out looking for Taylor because she had time-released messages to go out at 5 o'clock. She was well passed away at that point. Uh, she sent me a text at 501, just said, love you, and that's all it said. And I thought that she was uh, I thought she was kind of messing with me because she knew I was angry because she stood us up for the movie.
2: Yeah.
3: So... We get home, and there's people at our house, and they've been out looking for Taylor
2: mm. when you found this out that she had passed away and uh, you know by suicide how did you how did you handle that as a mother
3: well f- at first you're, I, I mean I was stunned because yeah. we she did not collectively have warning signs of somebody actively thinking about suicide there's oh. a whole checklist of warning signs, and if you put them together. Yeah, they're warning signs. Mm. But when you spread them out over the course of four, five, six months, there was nothing there. So we were Mm. all stunned, absolutely stunned. Mm. And and statistically, females attempt suicide four times more frequently than men, but Mm. men succeed five times more frequently than women. Why do
2: you think that is?
3: I don't know that answer. Yeah,
2: like you think that men are more committed to it if they make a decision to yes. do it and, and men women also may not be as committed to it
3: correct and men tend to use stronger more violent means of of dying by suicide
2: mm-hmm. uh, would you mind sharing how she died or
3: so taylor was um with her friend had concocted a energy drink mixed with alcohol and ecstasy so at first her heart was already starting, but the end result was hanging, mm. which is atypical for a female anyway.
2: Is it hanging? Is
3: hanging is atypical. It's, it falls under the category of suffocation, and uh-huh. it was a passive hanging, meaning that her feet were still on the ground. So huh. it's very similar to Robin Williams. Uh-huh. Robin Williams was actually sitting on the ground when he hung himself from a, a doorknob.
2: Mm. Well, this is like a uh, very, very dark and very sad. How did you, how did you pick yourself up? How did you handle your other daughter uh, and your family members? Was it a very tough journey for you?
3: I can't, I can't say that some days were still okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My main focus was my younger daughter, who mm. um, was 16, almost 16, and very, very close to her sister. Yeah. So I kept pushing forward. I had some really good friends that pushed me into advocacy work probably too soon Mm. but once i caught on to it and people started giving me feedback that it was working that Mm. i was making a difference and
4: um
3: i found so 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 much support in the howard county system so it Mm. just kind of fueled me i can't say that i get up every day and i'm perfect i think about taylor when i wake up i think about taylor every minute every day
2: you ever ever mad at taylor
3: um, at first, until I got a greater understanding of mental illness, uh-huh. I'm no longer angry with her at all.
2: Uh-huh, because you know she now, you look back, and you're like, yeah, she had mental illness. Uh, Is that true about the majority or many people who who die by suicide?
3: In this country, yes. You know, we uh-huh. see other religions, other cultures where suicide is part w- of what they weaponized do. Weaponized. Right, right. Or something like in, that. In mm-hmm. this country... uh. It, it's just a crazy, crazy epidemic right now, yeah. and unfortunately, it's almost been sensationalized to the point where it's glamorous.
2: Hmm. So, th- when you have media figures and when you have uh, uh, music and entertainment figures who uh, die by suicide, would you say that that somehow affects people who are watching them, med- watching it on TV?
3: I think so. First off, in the actual reporting. It's a fine line between reporting the results versus reporting the graphic details. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're talking younger children and adolescents, teenagers, they sometimes want to replicate that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: There's a category of something called suicide ideation. And suicide ideation is where you're kind of fixated on the concept of suicide and people that have died by suicide.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Then there's a the category of people who are suicidal. That category of people who are suicidal, mm. I would say... Are majority uh, a product of mental illness.
2: I see. So there's a difference between suicide ideation and being suicidal. Yes. What's suicide ideation? Help us understand that.
3: Suicide ideation is where you hear about people that have died by suicide, or, and, and say, for example, Kurt Cobain.
2: Mm hmm.
3: My Taylor was a musician and she adored the left handed Kurt Cobain as a guitarist. I see. He didn't die by hanging. He didn't die by overdose, though he probably was inebriated when he did die. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that she had suicide ideation. She got caught up with a group that did have suicide ideation, which means that they constantly thought about and came up with different ways that they could die.
2: Now, you said a group. Are you telling mm-hmm. me that uh, there are individuals like your daughter who connect with other people to almost have a support group of Dying this way?
3: Yes. Uh, dying dark. Is and self-harm, yes.
2: Is that uh, reality, or is this just like a, a one-off here?
3: It's a one-off. I do believe. I mean, there was my girl who, the Sunday before she died, stood in as an usher in church.
2: Uh, is that our church? That's our church. Uh-huh. Bridgeway Community church. church in Columbia, Maryland.
3: Yep. She stood at the door and held the door, and she was raised in the church. The suicide ideation group, or people that she was around, We're all self-proclaimed atheists, and I know that she struggled. Mm -hmm. She struggled on walking that line. Not that she disbelieved, but I know that that whole dark concept—you know, the dark clothing and the whole—I call it screamo music.
2: So the whole like a a goth kind of a—that's
3: right, the goth kind of concept, clothing
2: and all of that. And she was connected to these people. She did. And so you think that they had negative influence on her.
3: I do. In addition, she was a perfectionist, and she was brilliant in her own right. And I think, especially when you get into nothing against Howard County school system, but when you get into Howard County school system, there's a very strong push to be great. Mm -hmm. And she was great all by herself, and she put a Mm. lot of pressure on herself. So this group didn't want anything from her other than just to hang out with her. And and I Mm. think that's the path of least resistance.
2: So then here's a very specific question. Do you feel like... Your daughter planned this, or do you feel like it just kind of uh, it was a bad day? Everything converged, and yeah, you know, I'm just going to do it.
3: I think she had it in mind when after she died. I had her journals and her lyrics evaluated by a forensic psychiatrist, mm-hmm. who said that she was suffering. The diagnosis was extreme anxiety, mm-hmm. which, as it turns out, tends to kill more people than depression. Mm-hmm. This, this anxiety and it all kind of goes together. Mm-hmm in retrospect, she was dropping me hints the last two days of her life. She was mm-hmm. dropping me hints all the way down Just something specific like I had just had surgery and I had her as my power of attorney and we were talking about funerals mm-hmm. and she said, well, oh, how much does a funeral cost mom? And I said, I don't know, maybe seven, $8,000. And the night before she died, she walked into my room and she said, Hey mom, I saved $8,000 this summer already. And it wow. didn't even connect in my head at all.
2: Wow. You mentioned that there are some signs. Yes. Uh, now that you've studied this, mm-hmm. uh, sort of not willingly, but it, it kind of happened upon you, and you've now embraced it, and God is using you to help other people. What are some of those signs?
3: So you would think typically that the signs would be people saying they're going to kill themselves. Right. That's not usually the group that kills themselves. The ones that kill themselves are the ones that we see. For Taylor, it was mood disturbances. She started um, sleeping every chance she would get. She was angry. I mean, she was this, the most pleasant kid throughout life. And all of a sudden, she became very angry and mm. um, combative until the last couple of days before she died. Mm. Um, the sleeping, the not eating. She lost 20 pounds the last the last one. Uh, self-harm, cutting... I, w- I had her to a counselor in January because she had been cutting. And the counselor looked at me and said, cutters don't kill themselves. Well, wow. self-mutilation is one of the first steps in self-harm.
2: Hmm.
3: And then self-harm frequently is connected to suicide.
2: Now, th- because I don't understand this, maybe you can help me. Why would someone cut themselves?
3: It's a, it's a physical, emotional release is the story that I get. So any other type of, and it becomes an addiction, wow. a way that angst and Anxiety that they have mm. makes them think about something else for a bit.
2: Wow, how about that? Almost a distraction.
3: It is a distraction, uh-huh.
2: yes. Well, you know, we are just, if you're just joining us, we are tackling the tough topic of suicide, and we have Dr. Teresa Lamotte with us today. She's also a, uh, an attender at Bridgeway Community Church. She served here uh, four years, and her 18 year old daughter, about three years ago, Uh, Died by suicide, so we want to hear her story. But she's also an advocate. She serves uh, our Maryland Police Commission, she uh, serves our our homeless shelter and suicide intervention program in Howard County. Uh, She does a lot of work to try to help others, and I know she wants to help you. What we're going to do is give you the phone number, and if you're considering suicide, we have a suicide prevention lifeline. Let me give you the number. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's one eight hundred two seven three 273 talk On the other side of the break, you're going to hear me address this topic at the end of my sermon just a couple of days ago uh, at on the stage of Bridgeway Community Church. And I'm going to say a special prayer uh, not only for them, but for you. So make sure you stay with us for the next three minutes. We'll be right back, and then you can hear this special prayer for those who may be dealing with this topic. I've
1: been I feel like my
0: life ain't mine. Who can relate. Actor portrayal of a patient testimonial. A
6: few years ago, I started noticing how quick my legs got tired, sore, and heavy feeling. I'm over 40, so I figured par for the course, right? But then my doctor told me about vein disease. Vein disease is more commonly recognized as those naughty, bulging, varicose, or spider veins. But you can still have it and not see the obvious signs. In fact, vein disease is typically undiagnosed and can be debilitating if left untreated. So I went to the specialists at Vein Clinics of America for a free evaluation. They've been successfully treating vein disease for over 35 years. One easy test, and they can tell you definitely whether you have it or don't. I did. Treatments were minimally invasive. It was covered by my insurance. And now my ugly varicose and spider veins are gone. Thanks to Vein Clinics of America, my legs feel years younger. And I'm able to wear shorts and skirts again. So call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-303-4141. That's 800-303-4141. 800-303-4141.
7: Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word.
1: Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold.
0: Six seven one seventy seventy. 671 That's 800-671-7070. 671 7070 Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states.
2: I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Got Dr. Teresa Lamont with me today. Uh, She graduated with her Master's in Organizational Behavior from Towson University in Maryland, has a doctorate in health sciences from the University of Arizona and uh, so many other accolades. But one of the things we're talking to her about today is the loss of her 18-year-old daughter three years ago, died by suicide, and now she's trying to help others understand it I tell you uh Teresa it uh it's not easy being a parent of of a child who loses their life this way but for somebody to turn it around and to try to help other people when I saw you on Sunday at church and I pulled up alongside of you to ask you some of the questions it was amazing to me how much wisdom was coming off of your off of your lips as a result of your experience. Are you hoping that people will learn from you to help them?
3: This is how I honor my daughter.
2: Mm. This is how you honor Taylor.
3: This is how I honor honor Taylor, yes.
2: Well, you know, I was speaking on a subject Sunday that wasn't suicide, but because of my interaction with you, I believe the Lord used that to uh, inspire me at the end of my message to talk directly to people in the congregation about suicide uh i want to a thank you for allowing god to use you because it affected me but also i think it affected our congregation and i hope friends it affects you i'm going to now take you to a five minute clip of what happened sunday and i'm going to pray a prayer to help you let's listen now and it said kate spade i'm like oh so that's who that is uh, you know, she makes purses. I didn't know who she was, but it was a big deal when she took her life by suicide. And then Anthony Bourdain. Some of you may know who he is. And, um, you know, here's the thing. It's not just those two very popular people. It's almost like a spirit uh, happening in our culture. A lot of teenagers, a lot of folk even in our church. And we, we pray with you, uh, you know, people like Teresa who lost her 18-year-old girl. Uh, this week on the radio program for a couple of days, I'm going to handle this topic of suicide. But if, if you are in a situation right now, you know, we talk about mental health and, and faith conference right here. Mental health right here. If that's you, you're, uh, you're dealing with suicide. Suicidal thoughts. As soon as this uh, service is over, you know, go and, and go to the hospital. Call a professional. But I want to pray for you. And not just those of you dealing with suicidal thoughts, but those of you who have family members that have mental health issues. And you're trying to figure out, man, how do I I engage them? I want you to stand on behalf of them because I want to pray through you to them. There's one other group, though, I've never talked to before, but can I talk to you for a minute? It's those of you who are on medicine for stuff going on in your head, and you're, like, struggling with whether you take the medicine or not. Because you take the medicine, and maybe for a while you feel better, so then you get off the medicine. Maybe you feel better because you're taking the medicine. But then there's some of you who struggle taking the medicine because when you take the medicine, it makes you feel terrible, like numb, like you're in a coma. So you'd rather not take the medicine, but when you don't take the medicine, then you're acting out crazy, and you're being a jerk, and you don't even remember the things you did or the things you said. So your friends and family are saying, take the medicine. But then you take it and you're comatose again. And you don't like that feeling. You're numb. We pray that God gets the, the, and your doctor gets the the dosage just right. But what I can do right now is pray through the chemicals and pray through the, the brokenness and pray through the difficulties that you're having. And pray through the darkness of the enemy that's giving you these thoughts that may be very deadly thoughts. I believe there's mental stuff here, but I also believe there's spiritual stuff here. And we can't always discern which is which. But we can call on the great physician and ask him to break through whatever it is you're going through. Amen? So if that's you, stand to your feet all over this house and all over OMR, uh, Owens Mills, Reisterstown, wherever you are. Stand up if you can be humble enough to do it. And say, I need this help because it's me. It's somebody in my family. Stand to your feet and let me pray for you. Anybody else? You're not crazy. You're not alone. And you have a God who created you, and he's the great physician. He created the person that you love. Some of y'all are married to somebody you don't even recognize. Some of y'all have children that you don't even think you gave birth to. God's got this. Extend a hand to the people that are near you. Would you pray with me so they're not alone in this prayer? Dear Jesus, as I lift up these men and these women, On this campus, on the Internet campus, on the Owens Mills campus, right now, those who have humbly stood up, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would minister to their hearts. I ask Jesus that you'd regulate their minds, give them wisdom on what to do with their loved ones, give them wisdom on whether they should take their medicine or go back to the doctor, give them wisdom to call emergency help or drive right to the hospital and say, God told me to come here. Lord, Whatever it may be, I'm asking that you would break and thwart the plans of the enemy in this moment, arrest them in the name of Jesus, evict them in the name of Jesus, that they may be clear minded, Lord, that the fog would go away, that the darkness would dissipate, Lord, that the evil thoughts that they have been pondering would literally be arrested and cast out. We take every thought captive and we make it obedient to Christ right now, that the blood of Jesus Christ would be over every man, woman, boy, and girl, that He have no access to their mental uh, real estate right now, oh God. So cleanse their minds, take away their anxiety, remove their depression, Lord, comfort them in this this moment. Hold them. May they picture being held in the arms of Almighty God, even through this prayer, Lord. Suspend them in your arms. Hold them tightly. Keep them in care for them in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Receive that prayer. And let's all stand to our feet right now and celebrate.
1: sunglasses like a brand new pair of jeans I feel like taking chances I
0: feel a lot like 17
5: When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diglu Hailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct Professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new Chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call one. 800-933-6188.
2: Have you ever walked into your basement and there was that smell? You weren't quite sure what it was, mold, mildew, cracks, or blistered paint in your walls? Well, listen, you need to call Best Buy Waterproofing. They'll come by, give you a free inspection, and they'll let you know, is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home? They have more than 30 years of experience, and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection. All you got to do is give them a call. 844 844- 980 3707. One more time, here's the number 844 980 3707, or check them out at Best And by the way, if you do business with them, they'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So give them a call Best Buy Water.
6: Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face click like it's another great way for you to connect and follow the
5: good doc
2: have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately well let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke that's james mccullum he's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the lord When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and Dr. Teresa Lamott. We've been having such an amazing conversation. And, Teresa, right before the break, uh, you heard me address our congregation and pray uh, for those who may be struggling with suicide or uh, family members who are dealing with this. How did that strike you on Sunday?
3: It was so powerful. Mm. And it was um, it was so needed. It was so right on time because it, it statistically, when we have these celebrity suicides and it's just sensationalized, The the suicide rate goes up. Mm. There is a ripple effect
2: Mm. to public suicides. Well, you were mentioning even people coming out of the auditorium. You're telling me during the break. What did you see?
3: So people were coming out of the auditorium. I was serving in the lobby, and just people were crying. They were just – it was like their chains were broken. Mm. They They were so uplifted and uh it's like a burden that just been set down next to him. Mm.
2: Well God has the power to break through and to break chains and maybe uh you need that help. I pray that that prayer uh was meaningful to you. We have opened up the phone lines now if you want to give us a call, maybe talk to uh Dr. Therese so you can do that as well. Uh let's go to uh Gainesville, Virginia and talk to Vanessa who's on the line. Hi Vanessa, welcome. How are you?
8: Oh, um I um, haven't been doing well. Um, there's something that I would like to add to um, say in regards to mental health. Yes, ma'am. Um, I know everyone says get help, get help, get help.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: But when you do get help, you know, I had a situation in regards to my kids. Yeah. So when I when it was brought to awareness that I did receive help for, you know, having a mental illness, you know, that it was, I was being unfit to have my kids. Uh huh. I never done anything to my kids. I never harmed them in any kind of way. I was an excellent mother to my kids. I literally never done not one single thing that would not have me with my kids. But the stigma and the way mental illness is treated, one community versus another community, mm. is, is, is awful. I mean, you would think that I have a. Killed someone, I've just done
2: something really sinister
8: and heinous. But oh. I did not. Did you I, end up lose to did this you, day? You know.
2: Did you end up losing your kids, Vanessa? Correct. That's terrible.
8: Because I have a mental illness.
2: Right. Right.
8: Because, and 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 it's like you know, you say get help. But look what getting help cost you. It cost you pretty much everything.
2: Yeah. You know,
8: it was it worth it? No, it was not. You know, it's just like I wish I had never I wish I had never done that. Because yeah. if I didn't I would have my kids to this day. Now if you so, if you um, didn't
2: get to help Vernessa, what do you think would have happened to you? Would you think you would have
8: I've uh, I've never had an issue before. Uh-huh. It was just used against me. I it was understand. just used against me just to make me appear to be, you know,
2: crazy you know
8: just not really true what yeah, i was
2: i got it hey well you th- know, and
8: i was first diagnosed with a mental illness
2: mm-hmm. over
8: 25 years ago yeah and it was never used against me until the whole issue with the, with, with my kids came into play
2: well, let me let me turn to Teresa. thank you so much listen on the air to uh, Teresa. i appreciate you uh really sharing your testimony there there is a stigma isn't there
3: oh there's a huge stigma and the problem is is it is just that it is a mental illness
2: hmm.
3: you know if someone says so-and-so has breast cancer it's not it's treated it's treated right. and oh that poor person but with mental illness it's almost like well they can help it they can get help but but first off the help resources are cumbersome mm-hmm. and they're not always fair you know you we spoke briefly about check yourself into the hospital what happens at the local hospital? You check yourself in. You're isolated in a room for 48 hours. No television. No nothing but a bed. Mm. And you left the park there. And then you start questioning: Did I really need help? Right. So a lot of people leave, and they remain untreated.
2: It's like a, if I wasn't crazy before I came in, I'm gonna be crazy I'm gonna now because I gotta sit now, around for. Right. Four, I can't sit around for for 48 hours no, and just no, stare at a not wall. not many
3: people can. Not many people can. They're and and they're not treated with respect.
2: So then this lady that just called is Vanessa. Uh, Is that kind of a lose-lose situation? It is a
3: lose-lose situation. Now, what's going on with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention is we're doing a lot of policy work to get Mm -hmm. into schools, to get into education, to get to earlier um, awareness Mm -hmm. of mental issues. And, hey, what can we do to take some of the pressure off these kids?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Let's go to Elkridge, Maryland, and talk to Caroline, who's on the line. Hello, Caroline. Welcome to the show. How are you?
7: Okay, how are you, Dr. Anderson?
2: Oh, well, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks a lot for hanging with me. You've got Dr. Lamont here as well as me. How can we serve you?
7: Um, well, I, I, you know a little bit about this already. I am uh, a partner, you know, proud partner of, of at Bridgeway. Oh, good. And um, my friend... Uh, I had a friend who recently he actually he died of an accidental overdose, mm-hmm. but he also he had mental illness and he would not take his medicine because he was like, "Oh, the medicine made him feel like a zombie."
4: Mm-hmm. I
7: don't know, you know, maybe I don't really understand the whole addiction thing, but sure. it's like I'm I myself have depression which i do take medicine for and okay. i see a therapist but i'm having a difficult time because the circumstances surrounding my friend's death i mean it's like he died in the bathroom of a coach express bus mm. and every time you know like when somebody you know like brings that up but when that thought crosses my mind it's like it just it feels like somebody stuck a knife in my heart
2: so every and time you every time you think about the bus or you see a bus or somebody brings it up what it causes anxiety uh in inside of you because of that memory is that what i'm hearing caroline yes hmm well,
7: like I said, it feels like somebody stuck a knife in my heart.
2: Yeah, well, I'm so sorry that that happened uh, to your friend. And uh, let me turn to Teresa. To, to I'm going to let you go. I want you to h- listen to her response on, on the air. When somebody has this kind of trauma in their life, maybe even you with, with your daughter, are there things that trigger and bring it back up that cause pain?
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me just give you one real quick thing. When people... Just in passing say, oh, I could kill myself or
4: mm.
3: let me just find a rope and hang myself for mm. when people say stuff kind of flippantly. And, you know, I've I do suppress it frequently now. Mm. I, you know, I, I used to kind of say something, but mm. now I'm like, OK, people just don't think this way through but yeah, yeah you you do have to learn your own little coping mechanisms on how to get through this you know for me yeah. i gotta breathe sometimes i gotta walk away take take five
2: mm, because you got to redirect your mind you gotta redirect. i say to caroline this is when you redirect your mind and don't park there because if you park there you're just gonna uh you know That's just right. become a pile right, right there so hey listen caroline may the lord bless you and give you peace i'm coming right back in three minutes don't go anywhere
1: I'm Steve Reynolds, pastor of Capital Baptist Church in Annandale, Virginia. I'm also author of Bod for God and the creator of the Losing to Live Weight Loss Competition, which has resulted in tons of weight loss. Now get ready and be part of the annual Losing to Live 5K Walk Run, which will take place in beautiful Annandale, Virginia. Join me for this experience of fun, fitness, family, food, and finishing the race. While you participate in the race, your children can be part of a special fun run and program where they'll learn about health. Healthy living. After the race, you'll enjoy a delicious brunch. The top three men and top three women overall and 10-year age groups will receive awards. In addition, every participant will receive their official T-shirt. Sign up today at CapitalBaptist.org. That's CapitalBaptist.org or call 703-560-8677. That's 703-560-8677. The
0: next walk run is Saturday, June 16th. Sign up now at CapitalBaptist.org.
1: The most important retirement event of the year is almost here, and you're invited. And you know what? It's absolutely free. The 2018 Retirement Roundtable is Wednesday, June 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern. This is an online event, so you can view it anywhere. And you can sign up today at retirementwatch.com. It's hosted by Roger Moschowski of Eagle Financial, along with America's number one retirement expert, Bob Carlson, and a surprise special guest. What will you take away from the Retirement Roundtable? How one small change in your current plans will eliminate the single biggest threat to your retirement. The one retirement strategy that will add $125,000 to your nest egg. How to collect more than $1,500 every month without paying a penny in taxes. The breakthrough strategy that can turn every $1,000 into $10,000 and more. Remember, the Retirement Roundtable is free, but you must sign up at retirementwatch.com. That's retirementwatch.com. Sign up today at retirementwatch.com sell your home fast and for more money. That's exactly what Christy Moore of Local Expert Realty did for some happy clients in Arlington.
6: Don, we met this couple who had their house on the market for 272 days with another agent and it didn't sell in one of the hottest areas of Arlington. They followed all of our advice and our plan to a T and the home was ready to put on the market in three weeks. We sold it in six days for $6,000 more than the previous list price where it failed to sell. Many sellers think anyone can sell a house in this market and the reality is that over 40% of homes that went on the market didn't sell last year. On average over the last 12 years, 95% of our listings have sold and we normally beat the market by over $26,000.
1: If you want to make sure your home sells and doesn't sit call Christy Moore of Local Expert Realty because she will sell your home in 58 days or she'll buy it. Call 866-404- 5858. 866- 404-5858. Certain conditions or exceptions may apply. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com.
2: And what a privilege it is to uh, have your donations, have your prayers. Thank you so much, and a big shout out. And thank you to Best Buy Waterproofing because they give a $500 donation to the radio show every single time they do business with one of my listeners. If you have water in the basement or you have mildew, uh, make sure you give them a call. They can come out and do a free inspection for you. Their number is 844-980-3707 or you can just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com. Today we've been trying to tackle this subject. We're going to do some more tomorrow, and then on Theological Thursday, I'm going to talk from the scriptures about this topic. Uh, but today, Dr. Teresa Lamotte has been with me. She's a strong servant in Uh, the body of Christ here at Bridgeway Community Church, where I'm the pastor in Columbia, Maryland, and in Owens Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland. She's also serving our police department and serves through and with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And she's been telling us her personal story of her 18-year-old daughter who died by suicide, Taylor, at the age of 18. And as we sort of wrap this up, uh, Teresa, I'm just indebted to you for sharing your life because I know you're helping so many other people who are listening today. Any final thoughts or ideas that you think you want our listeners uh, to walk away with as they ponder today's subject?
3: two things one is when you're using the verbiage about suicide to mm-hmm. please refrain from saying someone committed suicide mm-hmm. for people that die by suicide because of mental illness that is the final chapter to their story as they see it mm-hmm. so they you know if someone dies of cancer we don't say they they commit cancer mm. so let's be respectful about that and the second thing is if you know someone who has mental illness well hang
2: on because when you say committed suicide it's almost like saying you've committed a crime or you've committed a, a sin of suicide you're saying when it's mental illness it's it's not so much of committing a crime or committing a sin it's it's really the next chapter of the only thing they can see
3: that's the only thing they can see they're yeah. not selfish they're not weak that's mm-hmm. all they see they think by taking themselves out of the problem that it will be better for other and people it's
2: ending the problem
3: right and i've okay. got to tell you that is not the case yeah.
2: any final word in the next uh, 20 seconds before i pray us out
3: if you know someone who's dealing with mental illness first off make sure that they're not around substances um addiction and suicide go hand in hand
4: mm-hmm. but
3: also reach out to afsp.org You've got the helpline, you've got the website, and there's also a text number, text talk number if you're struggling. Don't struggle. You're not alone. You are loved. Nobody wants you to die.
2: And the suicide prevention number, again, give them a call, 800-273-TALK, 800-273-TALK. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and Dr. Teresa Lamont. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we pray and ask you to give us your strength and your power and your wisdom. We pray against these uh, dark forces that cause us to make decisions that are not right. Give us the strength. Thank you for Teresa. Thank you for Taylor. And Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.